0: Welcome back to our 41st episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Marianne Gillespie with Red Apple Coaching. In this episode, Marianne and I talk about why innovation is so important to farming in our industry and how agents have missed out on so much opportunity. Marianne also shares how her biggest coaching clients in the top 1% of the industry are all farming and how they've learned to adapt it into their businesses today. And we talk about what you can do to grow your database quickly to start building relationships in your farm right away. Marianne shares a super easy way to run COVID-friendly community events that are extremely successful and can have a huge impact on your farm. And then we talk about how to become the ambassador for your farm by learning to be the protector of the community to gain trust and build relationships. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas and strategies you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Marianne. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Marianne Gillespie. Marianne, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here.
1: Well, let's see. First of all, one of the best shows to be on, so why wouldn't I? So I'm here for sure for that. And the other thing, a little bit about myself. So I'm one of the top business coaches in Canada United States. I've been coaching for years. Um, I'm published in Forbes magazine about seven times as one of their top business coaches for advice and businesses. Uh, we work with the top 10% of real estate agents in our real estate coaching department. So the top 10% of real estate uh, agents across the world, which is awesome. And um, I've spoken on stages with Grant Cardone, Ryan Serhant, Arlene Dickinson, and I'm known for being one of the most out of the box creative people um, in business coaching. And I have a that is my unique gift, I guess you could say. We have over 800 clients, and um, and we're very innovative. So we're excellent at what we do. So that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah. You've been around in the coaching space for a long time. And a lot of agents who have used you have said amazing things about you because you do coach that high level. You're not just coaching the average Joe blows. You're, you're taking the next level and you're helping the agents go from who are having good businesses and helping them grow even further, which is an awesome part of it. So I always like to dive in and kind of go back to your history, where you came from and how you kind of got to where you're at. So what did it look like for you to get, get started in the business? And then how did you get to here?
1: Yeah, so when I started the business, and you know, I won't go back too too far. Um, when I, gosh knows that would take forever. Um, when I first started the business, it, you know, as a real estate agent, um, I mentored. I chose. I left an amazing. I was the youngest VP of business development for a marketing firm, Um, and, and I decided at that point I fell in love with real estate. So at the top of my game, um, I said, you know what? I'm going to do something crazy. I'm just going to leave. I want to pursue real estate. So I looked for the top real estate um, representative in Canada and I said, you know what? I think I'm just gonna go. I went to him and I said, hey, you know, are you hiring? And he says, well, you don't have your license. I said, well, what are you hiring for? And he's like, well, my assistant. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you realize it pays like nothing. And I said, yeah, I realize that. And I said, how long do I have to do it? He says, two years. I said, okay. I looked at my budget. I said, all right, in exchange for that, I said, what makes you successful? And he says, um, and he was the first real estate team in Canada. And he says, uh, well, what makes me number one and what makes me successful? He goes, is my coach. He goes, is my coach. And I was like, that was the first time I ever heard of a business coach. And he had Howard Brinton as his coach who has since passed away. Um, However, I said, okay, do me a favor. I said, I will do this for two year commitment, but I want to be on every coaching call. Mm -hmm. I want to see all the stuff he coaches on. And I want to go on every listing presentation with you. I just want to be a sponge in exchange for being basically your slave for two years at very poor wages. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, okay, it's a deal. So I did. It was amazing. I ran um, his buyer agent team of over 12 people eventually. And then as soon as the two year hit, I left, opened my own team, became number one. Um, my first year I did 80 transactions and my second year over a million dollars and the, built one of the top teams. I decided After it was easy. It was very easy. The systems that came in my head and all the coaching I had, it all came naturally. And um, I decided at that point, I wanted to build the number one office of real estate agents in the world. So I did. Uh, We had over 300 agents became number one worldwide for production, um, which was very difficult to do for a Canadian firm. It's never been done before. And um, so we did that, which is amazing. And then I opened uh, my own coaching company, was brought on, developed um, for one of the top coaching companies, hired me to develop their program, and I did. And uh, then it led me all over the place back to opening my own coaching company again. And we just, we've never looked back. We have some of the most innovative programs there are. And it's just something that I truly believe that it's my gift. It's my passion. It's everything. There's nothing else that I want to be doing in this world. So that's kind of how the, that's the Coles Nose yeah. <laughs> version you can probably get. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. And that's important because You can see the passion you've got. You can see that it's carried out into your business. And obviously that would carry forward into what you're doing and helping those agents. You mentioned innovation. And that's something I'm I'm a big believer in. And I think our business has a lot of opportunities for innovation. And a lot of agents get stuck in this old school thought, old school way of doing business. And one of the things that I always say is that farming isn't postcards and door knocking. And a lot of agents hear about geographic farming. They think, well, it's I don't want to do that because it's postcards and door knocking and the reality is when you think innovatively and you think outside the box you can really create an awesome business so i want to go back for you what does it look like for you from farming because obviously you have different strategies and approaches what's your take on geographic farming
1: okay oh, yeah, so geographic farming is the most um the reason why it's so overlooked i find is not just because it's old school thinking so people are like magically go to yeah i've got a door knock i've got a door knock and there's really yeah you can take door knocking but you can elevate it. it's kind of like the yeah. cell phone the cell phone used to be like like it's still the cell phone and the concept's still there yeah. but the innovation the uh, you know evolution of the cell phone is so different than it was 20 years ago and it's not like something became obsolete it's just Elevated to a totally different level. And I think like for me, the hardest thing I think why people aren't geographically farming right now is because they're forgetting um, real estate has evolved into so much technology yeah. that they forgot that the most core component of geographical farming is relationship building and building that database and relationship building. And I think that a lot of people struggle now because they're going. I I really love this, you know, hiding behind emails or hiding behind texts or sitting behind a desk in my lounge clothes and not doing much. But realistically, it's like you have to have a marriage between, you know, that relationship building and getting out there and building those relationships and stop hiding behind. And that's why people give up on it. They give up on it and they overlook it. And it's probably the only thing I can tell you with our biggest teams that we coach that are making over 20, 30 million dollars of GCI a year um, as a team. They're doing it. So yeah. you have to think if they're doing it, they have figured out the solution to marrying the two.
0: Exactly. And and I think it's important to, like you said, technology is where it really started shifting. And I think a lot of agents went back when the internet came out and they thought it was just going to be this magic pill where it's like, I can be everywhere, all places and do so much and then sell in all different areas. And then they (laughs) spread themselves out. And then that's when I find where people started shifting away from it. And in reality, if they just doubled down in the first place and became hyper local, they would have had a better approach. And I like what you said about the the relationships because one of the things I teach is CPR. I call it. the the fundamentals of farming is community positioning and relationships. And that's really what it's about. It's not the strategies. It's not postcards or door knocking or online leads or whatever. It's when you take after the, when you go after the community and focus on the community, you position yourself as that expert and an ambassador and you build this relationship, you'll succeed. Now, how you do that is going to depend and it's going to be very different. And you may do something different than I do. And we have all different skills and talents and things we want to do, but the core of it, you have to have those fundamentals to really grow that
1: totally agree 100% and and you have to also like it's it's a long game That's the thing. So it's a long game and instant gratification is something that we see all the time now because people are like, Oh, I'd rather not play the long game. I'd I'd rather spend 2000 or 3000 a month and buy leads from some random company that's funneling, you know, random leads to you and then spend all this time trying to work these dead leads really for thousands of dollars with a 4% conversion ratio and no relationships. They'd rather spend the money than understand that the long game is it pays off. It pays off large. It's building a business instead of having a job. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you coach people from obviously successful individual agents and then up to teams. I I want to dive into the team section, but not yet, because for a lot of people that turns off people because they're like, well, I don't have a team. I don't want to do that. So I want to go back to kind of those fundamentals of the agents you're coaching that are farming on a solo agent level. What's it look like? And then I want to go into how you can scale up to grow the team because that's an important part of it as well. Okay.
1: Okay. What would you like to know?
0: From what you've seen, what are the successful agents doing? Obviously, I know and I we talk about it each week, but like what, what's have you seen that's been working in the last year? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of agents get hung up on with COVID and how to do COVID. What's what have you been seeing as a success for agents to do farming lately?
1: I would say, like, okay, so if you're gonna start farming and you're a single agent and you've got this, like, and by the way, it is becoming super ultra-trendy because as you've noticed, if we have really good farming strategies. 99 of agents would have found covid was not an issue they would exactly. have been like yeah like you know they would have been like all right i got a great farm area so the concept of farming and when we coaching a single agent on starting a farm area that's where we start we say look first thing i want you to do is do either a postal code or zip code walk okay. you know depending on what country you're in so we want to do a total walk and you can do it again all that information is available online so this isn't rocket science. You can go to Canada Post. You can go to, you know, your postal outlook, whatever. And you can actually just online type in your postal area that you want to do. Let's say a mail out. It'll give you a number of uh, postal codes in that area. And then what we do is we say to the person, okay, let's say there's 5,000 postal codes. That technically means there's 5,000 houses that you can actually quote unquote mail to. Take the mail out of the equation. So if there's 5,000, the number one thing I say is, okay, let's look. Your goal is how fast can we meet, connect and collect information on 2,500 people? We go with a 50% ratio yep. that is right off the top. And if they're not ready to do that as a commitment, which requires a big commitment, so then they're not ready to farm. So we're very honest about that and say, you know, you've know, you gotta be in this with a very specific goal. And it really is mathematical that if you go with that 50% ratio, you will see market share increase in there. Second thing we do is we say, let's look at the conversion ratio. Um, Let's just see, what is the turnover of that area? So are we looking at a 2% um, turnover? Are we looking at 5%? I prefer nothing under 5% for turnover. And I'll look at a three year turnover and see how many houses versus postal codes have actually sold, super easy, or zip codes, whatever it is, Um, do the, the numbers and there's your turnover percentage. So for me, I like to see nothing less than 5%, anything over 7% over a three-year span. I'm feeling pretty good that that's going to continue. And um, and that's the second measurable that we look at as well. And then the third one I look at is I say, what do you currently have um, as far as your percentage of market share in that area? So if you're a single agent and you there's 100 sales in a year and you've represented two, you have a very obviously a 2% um, market share there. And then I look at, What's the number one agent in that area? What are they? What's their market share? And you it's never huge. It's usually yeah. just, you know, it's not going to be 20 or 30%. Exactly. So that's the realistic expectation you have to set. You have to go, okay, if you're, if you're starting at 2%, don't, don't go 20% in six months because you're going to be grossly disappointed. Exactly. You've got to really look and say, okay, if a big team owns 20% or let's say 15% of the market share, which would be rare, they're usually around seven to eight. Then you look at that and say, if I'm at one or two and they're at seven to eight, then four is an amazing accomplishment in a 12-month period. You're building that database of that farm area. So we start with the goals in mind. We don't just jump into it. We go, let's just push pause. Let's look at those four elements and then let's set the targets. That's how we start.
0: Yep. And That's that's a great point because a lot of agents get hung up on uh, market share and they think That agents have way more than you. I always use the example here. There's a team in our area that when you say the name and you say that team, you think of that town that they that they farm and you they say, Oh, they they own it, they crush it. And I ask people like how much what percentage of market share do you think they have? And people say, Oh, 30%, 40%. And the math is anywhere between 13 and 14% a year. And I said, That's taken them a long time to do that. So I said, You for two things, you have to take into consideration that you it's gonna take you a little bit longer, maybe than you thought, to get the market share you yep. thought, but also you don't have to be worried about the other competition because you can get market share and you can gain it, but you have to be realistic and have a plan to actually do that.
1: hundred yeah, percent. You got, you know, it's that instant gratification thing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, would I ever recommend somebody only farms an area if they're single agent? No, I would recommend that you have two other lead sources that you're working with And this becomes a long-term project that you work on with those four key elements when you make a decision and then you go all in and be prepared because yeah, you're right. It took a long time to get 13 to 14% market share for those big teams and a lot of money.
0: Yeah, exactly. The other thing I say too, is that a lot of times those agents aren't actually farming it. So even though they have market share, they could just have market share across the board because they do a lot of business. And I know when I started my farm, there was an agent one of the biggest teams in the area, they had 13% market share. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not because they were farming that area it's just because they did that across the board. So you have to look at them and work back and say, okay, if I remove them from the equation, who actually has market share? And then you really take it out. It's like, there's not a lot of people that do have market share in, in a farm.
1: You have to have patience to farm and you have to play the long game, not the short one. So it's always like, be willing to play it. Unless your only intention is, is to be in real estate for like a year or two, then I'd say, don't farm. <laughs> exactly. like, um, you know, Don't waste exactly. your time doing it. But if you, you know what, and always start to, like I always say to people, why don't you farm your own neighborhood? Mm. I don't get that. It drives me bananas as a real estate coach, and business coach. I'm like, wait a second. If you want to farm, farm in your backyard. You know, a vested interest and a neighborhood expert who, who really is vested has so much more power mm-hmm. to walk the dog, to get participation. Like it doesn't even make any sense. A lot of people are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be in my own neighborhood. Why? I don't want my neighbors to like know or judge. And I'm like, it's the easiest thing for you to start. So like, if you if your neighborhood matches that whole, you know, conversion rate and the actual turnover rates, start in your own backyard. It is remarkably powerful. And then if you do move four years from now, you still are going to have that area. And now you have a replicable program that yep. you can bring into another area.
0: Exactly. And like you said, it's, it's important to scale up and then you can scale out as you do it and start small, build it up and then add on. So what yep. strategies are you seeing that are working? Because for a lot of agents, they're trying all different things. And I, I mean, again, I, I'm at 40 episodes now on the show and everyone has different strategies. Everyone has different takes on it. What are you seeing right now in the moment that's been working for agents that you've been coaching?
1: Yeah, so, so right now you have to remember is that, you know, across the entire world, um, we've been very limited on the actual door knocking and, and that has been a very big limit. So you, you kind of have to be a little bit careful. I mean, depending on where you live and what you're doing, you have to like watch all that stuff, which is really important. So what we're doing is, again, remember our focus. Our focus is, is to take the database and grow that database. That's our number one focus. So when we're looking at whatever that number is, we'll set that target. What we like to do is we like to, at this time, because of the compassion that's out there and the need for a lot of stuff, we like to do some fun things and we also like to get the community together. So for example, it's not illegal right now to have a uh, spring cleanup in your neighborhood. It's not, okay? And as as much as we think, most neighborhoods have community associations. So first things first, get on the community association. Second thing, if you don't have a, a community Facebook group, start one, absolutely critical. Third thing, you're a small business owner. Um, Get out there. Uh, This is a third option. I'll get into spring cleaning in a second, but as a small business owner, be creative. You know, go out there. Um, I did it with my neighborhood. I went around to my neighborhood and I basically, it was a nice day. I went out to the neighborhood. And I basically just walked the neighborhood, had conversations with people, I posted on the Facebook site, I used every tool I could to reach my community, word of mouth, texting neighbors, do you know anybody? And what we did is we created a whole small business owner group within the community. That's my niche, right? I'm a small Mm -hmm. business owner. There's almost every household knows somebody or has somebody inner community. That's a small business owner. So I said, well, what are we doing? Why aren't we masterminding? We're all in the same boat. And so we were able to build a 250 name, number, and email group like that. There was no issues with that and provide content and value to them. We have masterminds once a month. We bring in a guest speaker. We're all supporting each other's businesses and it's growing and growing and growing. So that's something we don't see people do a lot. It's like, go find your people and your tribe in your own community first. You know, that is a really powerful thing that I've not often seen people do in in the farming areas or the communities. And I'm like, have you not learned in the past year, small business owners have really come together and formed a beautiful alliance where we're going, listen, we know what we've all been through for the past little while. So, so that's one thing. Then when you form that group, you're going to use that group as your tribe to spread the goal to the community. So when you take that group and then you use that 250 people for our spring, um, cleanup drive, and then what we do is I say, okay, I'm going to sponsor, let's say the cleanup bags or whatever the case is. So we get everybody out. We have one landing page and we get everybody to register if they want to participate in the spring, uh, cleanup drive, because we're going to assign different areas, different dates. And we always say, we don't know what date we're going to do it. We're just collecting names, numbers, and emails right now. Now converting that again, the goal is, is to build that database. At some point in that, you are going to get network and get to know people. You're going to send a thank you video. You're going to do things. But at the end of the day, you are going to let them know that you are in real estate and you know what? You are going to brand yourself. Okay. So you are going to update them and say, hey, by the way, thank you so much. And would you mind if I add you to my newsletter? It was great meeting you, whatever the case is. But we're going to do things that are fun. Like we're going to give a giveaway. So we went with our spring cleanup. We did exactly what I'm telling you. And with our spring cleanup, we went and we got a gift certificate for a local um uh horticulturist kind of place. I, I think that's what you call it, a nursery, a nursery. Yep. Um, so anyway, I always massacre that. I'm not a gardener, gonna be very honest. Um, anyway, <laughs> however, our community has a lot of landscaping in it. So we went to the local landscape or the, the nursery and we got this amazing gift certificate. And we said we're gonna be doing a draw obviously for all of you who are participating and it's gonna be two gifts or tickets for $250 each at the local nursery. So we're supporting a local nursery, but we're also providing a gift that people love in our community. They love it. And everybody likes gifts. Everybody likes fun. Everybody likes gifts. So we're very honest with them and say, the gift is sponsored by our real estate team. We're super excited. And we're letting you know that, that we're absolutely gonna be putting you on our newsletter too. Hopefully that's okay, but it's gonna be loaded with great information. So people are okay with that. They're really okay. It's when you're shy about it and you're not honest about it. And you're like, all of a sudden you're like, thank you for giving you all your contact info. Now I'm gonna spam you every single day. And so it's really about developing that relationship, saying, hey, I understand that I'm a small business owner as a real estate person. And I just also, you know, we want to grow. and We want to build. And I'm doing this for a community because I love it and invest in it. But I also want you to use me. And that's where the message gets diluted a lot in farming is that people are really afraid to just tell the truth and say, yeah, I'm doing this. But I'm also doing it because, like, I, I really want your business. So we host also Tim Horton Skate Nights. So we do Tim Horton Skate Night. Um, I have no kids, so but I help build the rink. So so I'm like, that's crazy. So we help build the rink. We do that. Um, but we do a Tim Horton Skate Night. Well, in order to participate in Tim Horton Skate Night, especially during, during these times, we have to have times, registrations, limit people, yeah. have rules. So it is a perfect time to actually capture more mm-hmm. of those database connections. And we'll put a flyer in a mailbox. Very simple, right? So we'll put a flyer in a mailbox or we'll put the flyers on designated postal because everybody in our community has a designated postal box. So we'll make sure that we, you know, check with Canada Post. It's no problem. We'll put it on the on the thing and we'll put a QR code. We're a very young neighborhood. So we'll put a QR code that says, hey, use this QR code, sign up. We're going to have our, our times for the Tim Horton skate night. Please feel free to come here. Hot coffee, hot chocolate, Timbits, lots of fun and surprises are going to happen. And that is massively successful because you can do stuff like that. But it's also, again, you know, we're not hiding the fact that we're a real estate team and we're not hiding the fact that we really want to get out there and do that. And we coach a lot of our clients on that yeah. um, community meetings. I I literally just became responsible. They they did a berm behind our development and a berm is like this massive pile of dirt because they're building the LRT trail. And so it's massive. And when I say massive, it's like it's 10 meters high, wow. 150 meters <laughs> wide. Yeah, it's not a, it's not small. Yeah. And uh, so they actually it's against every bylaw to put it there but they were just going to leave it there so our community was devastated so what i did is i said look you know i'm a local expert here i know my stuff and i'm like i will fight it for you guys and and they're like really so within two weeks we got you know we fought it hard and we kept everybody in the community updated and we just got to prove that they're going to remove it now so we we ended up winning and so it's easy for me to be like, okay, collect everybody's info. And now I've earned their respect as well. Cause I'm not just soliciting business. I'm doing great things for the community. I'm cleaning it up. Um, I'm helping. We built, you know, toboggan Hills, we've done stuff and I'm really just combining the two saying, yeah, I want your business and we really want it. And we want to get your contact information but we're gonna make it worthwhile for you. We're gonna give you as much, we're gonna so so much value your way. And that's what's missing in farming too, is you're not gonna get the information if all you do is um, that typical thing that we hear, oh, I got a great newsletter and I'm gonna keep you posted. Mm, that's not what neighbors are interested in.
0: Exactly. You
1: gotta you got find your, your people. Yeah. And the best idea, like I said, was those 250 business owners, small business owners, our tribe of people, they push us and get the word around They've created a a community site for us, and we are huge now. So we had our tribe first, and then we used it to build.
0: Yeah, that you literally speak my language because that's (laughs) I I I preach that all the time, and I say. Local businesses are the backbone of the community. And we have such an opportunity now because of those local businesses, because they've been hurt with COVID, their businesses are, are are having a hard time staying open. They don't have a voice. Sometimes they may not be great at marketing. They have a great business. We have an opportunity to help get their message out there. We have an opportunity to help them grow their business, help s- support each other. And there's so much opportunity with the going after those local businesses. And the other thing you mentioned was the growing that list first. And I find that a lot of agents focus on they think the farm is something you push a message out to. And it really a message, it's something you grow. And it's the the people that put their hand up, the people that connect with you are really your farm. It's not everyone in there. It's not the 5,000 people. It's the 2,500 people or the 250 people that are really the farm. And then as you grow that, you be, build those relationships and, and get stronger with that. That's the people who are going to become your your core advocates. They're the ones who are going to go promote you and they're going to start the seed that you're planting to really turn it into the next thing. It's not really? trying to convert people that will never use you. Cause
1: and, no and the other thing is too, is like, so we did with a client and it's so much fun. So we did this with a client and I said, because my client's like, I like to have fun. And I said, well, is there like a community that like your neighborhoods here, your your farm community? And I said, is there like one that you're kind of compete with, like they're next to you or like whatever? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he goes, there was. I said, great. I said, here's what we're going to do. I said hashtags are super fun. Um, you know, everybody's on social media. So we know we love that and i said so how's about we do this crazy food drive challenge and i said we do your neighborhood get a rep from the other neighborhood And I said, and then go crazy on it and be like, which neighborhood can get the most food going? Like, you know, it's a lot of fun. And so he was like, that's a great idea. And I said, yeah. So we talked to the, you know, food banks. They arranged it all. They created a hashtag and the hashtag was the, the food drive contest. And they kept the videos updated. They kept the posts. The neighborhoods were slap talking each other. Like, well, I gave four cans on my front door. People signed up for it. It was insanely fun. They had the battle of the food drive is what we called it. And it was absolutely awesome. I got goosebumps cause like clients had so much fun with this and they built their databases, which was so much fun. And there was no lose. It was legitimately, they were like slapping each other in the face saying like your neighborhood sucks. You're only doing no name food and we're doing you know branded food. And you know, and then the other one's like, yeah, we have 20 cans of chef Gordy and you have like nothing. And like, it was so much fun. And people were going to, to Costco and buying like bulk stuff. And so not only do we have an amazing cause and that's the thing you have to remember about farming nowadays is that there are so many consumer studies that show that in real estate, consumers want to represent a realtor that represents growth of change and contribution. 100%. They're done with hearing that you're number one. They're done with hearing that you made $700,000. They don't care. They want to know that if they support you, they're supporting a cause and that's a key message and it is awesomely rewarding. It's amazing. You'll get so much.
0: And it does something psychologically that people don't realize is that it ties those good feelings they feel to you. And when they donate and when they do those things and they get involved in that, they feel good about themselves because- from a psychological perspective, when they do that, they then tie those good feelings to you. So you create that conduit and then that opportunity for them to feel good about themselves versus just pushing your message out. They're saying, I'm an awesome, I'm an agent. They go, this guy's a, a creeper. I don't care whatever. But when you create those opportunities for them, it just, it, it's a win-win for everybody. Which it's is a
1: win. And, and I think just to give another idea, because I know people love to like, they love to write notes and go, okay, that's a great idea. I want to do this. <laughs> Our other most successful one that we do with clients is we do the uh, Halloween carving pumpkin contest. Mm-hmm and i've been doing that for years ourselves, but we do it with our clients now and what they do is they go ahead you have to sign up for it remember collecting exactly. information is key so anyway so you put a little thing on everybody's door and you say listen we are going to have a pumpkin carving contest if you want us to drop off a pumpkin at your house um please feel free register here yep. and you'll find out more information so you get everybody registering and by the way the crazy thing about pumpkin carving contests is not just the kids you want it's like the parents. It's so the, like they're like, they're, they're the ones going, Yeah, we're going to win this. Like, let's do this. So, you know, this is going to get like game on. So, anyway, what we do is we have, you know, five prizes first, all the way up to five. We also have like thanks for coming out prizes because some of the pumpkins are, you know, kind of sad. Um, but anyway, <laughs> mine, mine is always terrible looking. Um, but anyway. So we do a bunch of, of contests and prizes donated by some of our biggest supporters. And then what we do with our clients is we tell them get their registrations, make sure they register because you're dropping off the pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Biggest mistake I see is people who are like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, get them to come pick up the pumpkins. It never mm-hmm. usually works that. So get them to, you know, register, have the pumpkins make sure you have a deadline. Okay. It works great during the, this past year. It was amazing this year, drop all the pumpkins. And then usually on a Sunday, you have about four or five judges. And then you have on a Sunday, you create a website. Okay. You have to create a website. And what you do is on a Sunday night, you go and you tell them on Sunday, let's say, you know, um, two or three nights before Halloween, we're going to come put your pumpkins out, light them up, let's go. And then we're going to come across anybody who has a pumpkin on their doorstep. We're going to take a picture. Okay. We'll mark it. And then we're going to put it on our website. You have a landing page on your website. You're going to drive traffic there. In order to vote, you must register. That's awesome. Hard idea. Okay. So you must do it they're pushing your website everywhere. So the traffic is insane. They're hashtagging it, they're doing it. You get it on Facebook, you do whatever you gotta do. You get tons of registrations, like thousands of registrations. It's crazy how competitive people get over public. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm competitive too. And uh, I just don't have any talent in that area. So anyway. <laughs> So this year though, different story, I got a strategy. Anyway, so you get tons of people doing it and then you announce the winners on that Halloween night, you announce who won your first to fifth and all that kind of stuff, and you can see it all there. And the crazy thing is, is again, everybody has a super fun and then you do a follow-up video to everybody afterwards. to all the emails you say, hey everybody, you know, it's Marianne Gillespie. I just want to let you guys know, here's a, here's the, the winners that we have. Take a look and we show all the pictures and we say, so congratulations. Thank you so much. And for those of you who know us, we're one of the best real estate teams in the area. This is kind of the fun things that we love to do. So we're going to keep in touch with you guys. We're going to give you as much value. And because you're on our list now, we're going to include you in all the fun, crazy, awesome things we do. And if we can help you in any way, let us know. Hope you awesome. enjoyed yourself. It's, you yeah. don't care. They yeah. love it. Yeah, exactly. They love it.
0: And that's, Way different than sending up postcards of just listed of just solds.
1: Like, or being like, like, I hear it all the time. Oh, I have a, you know, I'm delivering pumpkins to my clients. And I'm like, and then what? And I'm like, (laughs) what else happens there? Or they're like, oh, it was really great. I gave out coupons to, I gave out coupons and they can come register and pick up a pumpkin. And then what? Yeah, like there's no relationship. And it's like, so you're missing that element. And it's the relationship part that we've really lost in everything right now. And it's like, build a relationship, take advantage of the power of social media to marry the two, and then watch the amazing results happen. And it's like, it's not expensive, super fun. You can get sponsors for everything nowadays. And, uh, and remember the key thing is, is it's easy now. You don't like door knocking for, for, uh, for emails is insane. You know, it's going to take you years to do that. And what are you going to door knock for? Hey, you know, I'd like to, you know, I hear it all the time in old school coaching where they're like, go door knocking and tell everybody, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to put you on my newsletter. Would you mind if I added you and you do six hour door knocking for three emails? (laughs) (laughs) So. So you got to have fun and you got to like, you got to get out there a little yeah. bit and have some fun with it and participate. And, you know, we just came up with um for, because the weather's getting nicer. So with small business owners in everybody's communities that are farming, we came up with an idea. We said, look, what about, you know, small business owners, let's have a small business owner support, community support day. Yeah. And I said, why don't we get small business owners to see if they can in their driveway in a very safe environment, but in their driveway, put up? How can we support them? Like, are they cookie makers? Are they soap makers? Mm -hmm. Are they, you know, do they sell a certain product? Are they allowed to sell it in their driveway? Can we place orders that way? Like, how can we support small business owners who are really suffering this year? And even if they're restaurant owners, we came up with an idea and said, Well, we can still place orders in people's driveways for, you know, pre-made food and things like that. We don't, we can't purchase it in a person's driveway because that's illegal, but we can take the orders in somebody's driveway to any of the small restaurant owners. And so we've come up with different ideas with clients where they're like, that's an amazing idea. So we're going to have, you know, them launch out in May. They're going to have like a weekend where it's called small business owner weekend where they get to set up in their driveways and we can draw attention to their business and support them at a high level.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And and a lot of agents would, would tend to say, well, that wouldn't work in my community because we're not connected or we're not. That's how it starts. It starts with someone like you doing that and starts by creating these events. It starts by putting these things together. And you'd be surprised that people are people, like whether they live in this neighborhood or that neighborhood or that neighborhood, they're still people and they still want to connect. And if there isn't an opportunity, they may not connect. So we have an opportunity as agents to really pull that together and pull the community and create that ambassador program to really become the go-to in our community but it takes some work and it takes some time and it takes those thinking outside the box and creating those opportunities. If you do those things, you're going to stand out because no one else is doing anything like that. And I know that because I've been teaching for a long time that they, people aren't doing those things. So you have an opportunity here that most agents will never think about
1: most stations wouldn't. I mean, if you saw where I live, we're on this like crazy, like hills, like it's everywhere. So building a skating rink in our specific community is like, it's really hard. So, so it's not easy. So everybody for like a good year was like, Oh, it'd be great if we had a skating rink in the community. We don't have one. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. What we can have one. We just have to think a little outside of the box. What would it be like if we had one? Well, first of all, we know we would get a lot of support. Second of all, let's call the city and figure it out. So -hmm. we called the city, they came out, and they have grants for it. So it didn't cost us. They gave us a free snowblower and then we (laughs) went to the home developer and then we got free stuff from them. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. And that's the other thing. If you're in a development or you're farming an area that is still in development, because those developments take 10 years, right? Their sales reps, you know, are there for 10 years almost sometimes. Get in those ones and then work with the actual developer on their database to build your database. It's huge, powerful.
0: Yeah, that's that's really
1: good. But we do everything like, I mean, the the shoebox program at Christmas time. So we know a lot of women in the community had, you know, really challenging years with taking care of their kids mm-hmm. and really not being able to maybe have the freedom that they normally have. So the shoebox program is a beautiful program to help support women in shelters. And it's one of my favorites. So I always encourage my clients. And this year we're really pushing hard with that, where we're like, we're going to try to get as many women in the community to say, look. You know, if we drop off a shoe box to your door, will you fill it up with the things on this list? Do you want to be part of it? Yeah. And I guarantee you, so we're going to work with the actual developer and they're like, we'll send it out to our whole whole That's database. Awesome. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, no <laughs> mind. I'm like, oh, no, 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 start the car, start the car. I'm like, let's <laughs> yeah. do it, let's do it. So it's just a really good, you know, these are ideas that, you know, you got to kind of keep going with them, yep. keep testing them. And in yep. marketing, we refer to that as a bake-off. Like you try one idea, And then you try another idea and then you try another one.
0: And the big part of that and the theme going through there is, is the one-to-many. And that's what I always talk about is the, having your marketing hit one-to-many people. If I would go out there and try to market one person at a time or sell myself one person at a time, you're, like you said, it's going to take you forever to door knock and get those emails. So how can you leverage the businesses? How can you leverage the community? How can you leverage the developers to get your message out there to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible and reach people in different ways and not just one avenue? Because if I send, again, if I send a postcard, it may be one person who checks the mail and then there's three other people in the house who maybe would have responded. So how can you reach the people in different ways and, and reach them as quickly as possible? And those are all great opportunities. To They're
1: do that. Great opportunities. But remember what I said at the beginning, which is our key is like going, I knew that as if as realtors, you're a small business owner. Yeah. Find your community tribe of small business owners. Even though it's, you know, even if you had 50 of them, those yeah. are your tribe and they'll understand what you want to build. And they'll understand the concept of, Um, what Zig Ziglar used to say, which is if you help enough people get what they want, they'll help you get what you want. And even creative stuff, like I'll give you an example, Um, Tesla, one of our clients lives in a really cool neighborhood, um, super trendy, super awesome. And it was something you said earlier about, oh, my neighborhood doesn't really talk to each other and stuff. I said, really? Watch this. I said, Tesla opened up in your city. And he's like, yeah. I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I said, we're going to do test drive a Tesla. Mm-hmm. Very simple. And I'm like, we're going to go to Tesla. We're going to get three of their cars. You're going to work it out with the Tesla dealership and you're going to bring it to your community, your association, and you're going to start the buzz. And I said, Tesla has enough of a buzz. And I said, all you're going to do is be like, we're going to have test, test a, tels, a Tesla day. And I said, and you're going to be very transparent. You're the local realtor. I said, Tesla is an amazing car. But everybody is fascinated by it i said and you're gonna get the people together and people are gonna kids want to see what teslas look like um, adults want to see it people are fascinated by it i said so we did this whole thing and he did test a tesla and it was amazing. And they were spread out in the community, three different areas in the community. He went around, had his tribe. He had about 70 small business owners as his tribe. They spread the word. They had a URL in the landing page. People signed up for their test drives. It ended up being a big event. And it actually was hilarious because Tesla sales, were like they actually sold a bunch of Teslas, which I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I mean, not who can afford all those. But anyway, long story short, it was an amazing way for him to meet the community, yeah. start building people together, start Having his kids meet other kids, tie them together, and they started building something that was really super cool. And they and he's continued on with that. It's it's awesome. sometimes it's just out of the box stuff, yeah. right?
0: And all the things you talked about, not one of those were about real estate. And yeah. that's the important thing. It's about the community. It's about bringing people together. It's about bringing value, and it's about tying that into what you do, and not just pushing your message out there. And that's what I talk about all the time is that we need to have conversations with our audience, not at our audience. And we, as agents, we tend to just push our message out there and we say, I'm Ryan, I'm Moss, awesome. I sell more houses. I do this. And we don't have those conversations. And we create those conversations by doing fun things, by creating value in the community, and then tying it into that. We do real estate and not just saying I'm an, I'm an agent.
1: And drive them to your places like your sites like that's what social media is for social media is for bringing them to a place and then sharing all this stuff with them yeah. and the fun stuff and taking pictures and having fun and like there's just a lot of things that we could be doing and again like you said it's like you know when commission breath work you know yeah. People, yeah like people can see right through it it's like yeah i know we all want sales But again, farming is about relationships and unless you get to know, I mean, you hear the old adage about Ford family, occupation, recreation dreams. You know, I, I get really kind of turned off by anybody who, you know, I'll get a phone call. Um, you know, I, I get lots of emails, texts, and phone calls from people who don't even take five minutes to even get to know me. And they're like, you know, I'm, I'm an Ironman and a triathlete and I'll get in, you know, at least three personal trainers a week, pinging me into my, my message box going, I'm a personal trainer. I'm the best personal trainer there is. And you and I really need to connect because you need to be on my program. And I always respond back to them. Who's your business coach? And they're like, (laughs) oh, I have a business coach. I'm like, you need to fire them.
0: You need to fire them (laughs) now.
1: Like fire them right now. I like, because at the end of the day, you basically just asked me to marry you and we didn't even go on a date. Yeah. And I'm like, so you got to get to know somebody. And I'm like, it would mean a lot if you just, if you said to me, Hey, I saw, you know, I saw you post this. I saw you just did an 80 mile um, cycle. You know, I'm so fascinated and inspired by that. Can I connect with you? I really want to hear a little bit more. Yes. I'm a personal trainer, but I think I have some really cool things and sites that might really be cool. And I want to introduce you to somebody who's done some iron dance and that would be amazing. Yeah, you got to you gotta care about people. And I mean, yes. you know, like they, I think we've really forgotten that. And yeah. if you look at the top agents in the industry, if you're a single agent looking to get to the top or if you're starting a farm area, you know, yes, have some fun, but also start connecting with people. They matter. People matter.
0: Awesome. Well, I always wrap up with one last piece of advice. If you were to give advice to someone who's thinking about getting their farm started or wants to take their farm to the next level, what's one piece of advice you'd give?
1: The one piece of advice is start with a plan. Start with a, a long-term plan be prepared for failure. Um, failure leads to success and, and you have to fail in order to get successful. It is natural. No, so many people, like we're talking 97% of agents who start a farm area, they quit yeah. and they quit because <laughs> they failed the plan, but they also the first obstacle or the first negative thing or the first you know challenge that they encounter, they quit and gave up. And I will tell you, I have worked with so many people on farm areas that even though you might find, and you're like, after two months, you're like, I'm hitting a wall, I'm hitting a wall. It's the wall that when you break through that wall, it's so I've started with people who've ended up with multi-million-dollar farm areas because they never quit and they got sucker punched a lot because things that they tried didn't work or, you know, they got, you know, one person got angry and then they quit or a Facebook group wouldn't let them post. So they threw the whole plan out of the water. And I'm like, look, if somebody owns a Facebook group site, is there a law that says you can't start another one? Exactly. There is no law. You know, we have a community association and no offense, you know, they're terrible on, on, on one thing. And I'm like on their Facebook site, but it's okay. You know what? Just create another one. There's always, always, it's, it's a competitive industry and you have to work hard. So don't quit, go long-term and don't quit and listen yeah. to all the advice that your, your show shares with people and keep working on it.
0: I actually just, my blog article this week was about failure. Uh, failures said you're a failure and it's about that it's about the mindset and we go in there thinking oh we fail and we, we we stop ourselves we either don't start from doing it or we give up because we do that and you have to get rid of the, the failure mindset and it's, you're going to fail you're going to learn from it hopefully you learn from it you're going to keep going on and that's how you succeed so yeah for sure so I always wrap up with a best book so a book that's changed your life or you think would have an impact in my viewers lives
1: So I think like my favorite book recently, and I read it, I read it actually a lot. I read it ever since it's published. I read it almost every year because it just reminds me it's called building a story brand Mm -hmm. by, uh, I think it's Donald J. Miller is, is the actual author of that one. And I will be honest with you. The reason why I like that one is because everything is about the experience of the consumer. You know, what do you want them to say about experiences with you? Do you, it's not about you. It's not about, you know, peacocking your own, you know, accomplishments and stuff like that. It's about how do you make people feel? What do you want them to feel and creating a brand? And that's what really farming actually really is. Is that, you know what, how are you making people in your farm area feel? What do you want them to say about you? Because that's what's going to get them to use you and the experience that they experience with you. And when I listen, you know, this week about our own, our story brand in our neighborhood is she stands up for us. Yeah. She fights for us. She got the berm removed. She does great things. She cares about the kids, even though she doesn't have any, you know, and she's the first person to always show up to make sure that we're happy and do things and we can go to her for anything. Mm-hmm. That's their experience with me. And that's building a story brand. And the stuff you get from that book is just invaluable for for farming, I feel.
0: Yeah, it's a great book. I, I love that. I've read it twice and its I should read it again. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it's great. So awesome. Well, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. How can our viewers check out what you're up to if they want to connect if they're not in the 10% and see what you're up to if they are in that 10% and they want to work with you? what? How can they check out what you're up to? Yeah, So,
1: so if you're not in the top 10%, You definitely should come to our hybrid coaching program, which is yourgamechanger.ca. That's our hybrid group coaching program. And we do an eight-week cycle. So it's a great intro to coaching. And it's loaded with three of the top coaches, myself included. You get coached by me. So it's amazing. And it's a group hybrid program. Or you can come to redapplecoaching.ca, take a look at anything. Um, but we're always on Facebook live almost every Monday at 1230. And I'm always giving free, amazing content on our Facebook live on Mondays. And that's on our red apple coaching, Facebook, uh, company corporate page and awesome. we'll have to share stuff with you guys.
0: Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes so people can check that out. So Marian, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Again, you're, we just, were chatting earlier, you're a legend in the business. So thank you for being on here and sharing that knowledge. And you, you can see the passion has not stopped from the beginning of the episode to the yeah. end. And you, you obviously know what you're talking about and you've got some great insight and ideas. So I'm looking forward to my audience uh, listening to that and, and hopefully implementing some of the stuff into their business as well
1: having me. It's a total honor and I love what you're doing. You're giving back and and that's what's really most important. I'm really honored to be asked to do this today. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome.
0: Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.